I'm Tanil J. And we are Surviving Adulthood. Surviving Adulthood. Um, so today we have a special guest on and we are talking about living in your dash. Living in your dash is basically your journey. What have you know you've been up to? What was your journey to get to where you are today? And you know, we're really excited to have you on, Rashad. I've been Googling you and looking into your website and your Instagram, lightweight stalking, but I was like, okay. But <laughs> Neil, kick us off and tell our guests who we have. All right, so we have Rashad Lyons, who is the CEO and founder of Stable Goods. Um, it is more than, um, what you would say than a luxury travel bag that they provide. Um, but they're really in tune with the or urban culture, um, where whether it's like music, fashion, um, just community, everything. And so we are here talking with him to see what he has going on. And um, especially now during Rona and um, what, what can we expect from him in the future? So welcome Rashad. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go. Mm. It's a pleasure being on. I'm sorry about the timing, timing of everything, uh, but I'm excited to finally be here. Uh, I think the first time we did this was a couple of years ago. Uh, actually, at my birthday event I had, right? Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. like a little over a year ago. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. two years ago, right? Was it two? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Let's get into it. All right. Well, um, I've been seeing you, um, excuse me, sorry. Some, I've been seeing your bags with different people. So it seems like you are really expanding your brand. Um, more and more people are getting to know who you are and, and what you guys provide. I even seen, um, that your bag might, or was already in a movie or will be a in a movie. Mm -hmm. So, um, how has that process been just growing from the last time that we all met with you? Um, well, it's been, it's been, it's been dope. I've been extremely blessed to have a product, um, or my first product of my full line, uh, to be accepted the way it's been accepted by, um, you know, everyday people like myself, uh, celebrities, entertainers, athletes. Um, it's been really, really cool to, you know, have something that's an idea that you just picked up from just being a regular neighborhood kid who loves sports and loves tennis shoes uh, mm -hmm. to growing up and then, you know, falling in love with traveling. I've actually traveled a lot of my life with sports and also uh, with my dad living in New York. Um, but, you know, as you travel and you get older, you start to really care about what you take on a trip. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, figuring out how to make those two things, you know, work, work together has been dope. And then uh, taking it from that to, uh, you know, kind of getting picked up by, you know, one person will notice it and show it to somebody else. And then somebody, you know, I guess is really popular would see the product and they ask questions about it and purchase the bag too. Or, so it's been dope. Um, and, uh, and as far as like the bag being in movies, my mentor is Deion Taylor. Um, and before I got into um, my, before I started my own company, excuse me, I used to work with him uh, in his office back in Sacramento. I was uh, I met him when I was 21 years old, 
Um, and then he uh, he's a film director and a producer. He has his own company. It's called Hidden Empire. Um, his film list goes from Intruder with Dennis Quaid, uh, Megan Good, and uh, Michael Ely to Black and Blue with Tyrese and Naomi Harris. Those are his films that he's uh, put together. And uh, my bag, actually, my backpack has been placed in The Intruder and now in his next upcoming film called Fatals, and it's in, it's in that movie as well. So uh, he's just been amazing with just plugging the products, product placement-wise, um, to get more eyes on the bag. So that's how you've seen it in films um, okay. moving forward. That is exciting. Right. Yes. Very exciting. So are you from the Bay Area? Like, where are you from in the Bay? I know you're right. from but like, where are you from? Right. So I grew up, I'm from Richmond. Okay. I grew up in Hilltop. Okay. Um, for most of for most of my uh my childhood, moved to New York um for about a year and a half, two years, and then came back and then we moved to El Sobrani, <clears throat> which is like down the hill from um from Hilltop. Mm-hmm. Uh and then pretty much been here ever since. That's amazing. I love um just hearing like the success stories coming from the Bay. And so that was one thing when me, Angelisa and Tanil sat down and we decided to talk about living in your dash and like your series um, or our series that we put together for this because we wanted to bring on people that are from the Bay Area and that are doing things um, no matter where they came from, where they grew up, um, what neighborhood they grew up in and to be able to share that journey. So just to hear like, you know, like you were in the sports and you were traveling, I love your bag. I said, I'm about to write my list and everybody needs to, my dad, my grandpa, I want one, my son. <laughs> so um, I will be placing my order because I just feel like that's really important. And also you just being, um, you know, African-American male and people mm-hmm. seeing that it doesn't have to, it doesn't matter, you know, like no matter who I am or where I came from, my goals are um, reachable and they're in arm's reach. So I appreciate you for coming on and sharing, you know, more about your journey and your story with us. Yeah. Thank you. And it's, uh, thank you very much for that. Um, You know, it's, it's just a trip, you know, how you, how you will motivate people. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing I can say about myself is, uh, I've never really been motivated by money. I understand how money works, how you can grow, right, to get to where you want to. But creativity has been my number one thing. Right. Um, and uh, if you look at some of my early, like, sketches of uh, our first, like, my first adaption of the of our company, the, the Prelude Backpack, um, it just came from growing up, you know, looking at graffiti the way I looked at it, right? And then looking at tennis shoes, kicks, obviously, like, air bubbles. I, I'm, I'm 37 now, so I've was the 90s is what motivated me a lot right <laughs> so um like the way they use materials and then if you notice how the how the product looks it has an athletic feel to it um but then we add we add luxury um like fabrics and materials and metals mm-hmm. to give it that so it can be able to live in two different worlds as opposed to just being one lane for athletes or one lane for luxury mm-hmm. um and then the functionality of the two just all came from growing up you know understanding how how uh, to pack the correct way on a trip, right? Like, I hate, I hate <laughs> Like, people, you, you think traveling, right, you got to pay $35 to check a bag 
and thirty five dollars to come home with that same bag. That's seventy bucks on top of your trip, right? Right. And your ticket might be say if your ticket's seven hundred dollars, you're paying ten percent of what your cost is just off of carrying a luggage piece alone. Yeah. So I look at you know uh, how we can make. Uh, I can I can save people money by you know if they actually go in and purchase the product and just all those different things come together. This allowed me to get to where it was, um, but this all came from a creative process. And uh, yeah, man, so I, I love what I do, and I, I'm big on you know people going and and trying to do something on their own. Like this podcast is dope. It's a platform. If you guys own it, you do whatever you want to do on it. You can have your own types of conversations, and nobody tell you how to say what you want to say. Right? It's yeah. your own creative right. process. Right. So like this type of stuff is, you know, exactly what motivates me to want to continue to, you know, make different products, um, how to how to make products work for what you guys look to do. I know if you guys mm -hmm. travel when you do your podcast, if you plan to like do a podcast at the Essence Festival or right, mm -hmm. where you're gonna put your equipment in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So those are the types of ideas I get from just following your guys' journey. So as much as I motivate you guys, and um, I'm you, you guys motivate, I'm, I motivate you guys. Understand, it's like the same exact thing. I love that. Well, yeah. Also noticed how you had like the special department for shoes. So I was like, oh yeah, sneakerhead. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's yes. funny because the uh, it's inspired by shoes, right? But I can tell you, I would say 25% of the people I've sold to probably buys the the product for shoes. Mm -hmm. It's everything mm -hmm. else. Uh, yeah. Makeup people love their shoes. People yes. can't wear their shoes. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't yeah. do that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But just any, anything with value. So, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a great-looking bag. But also, too, you know that the items that you put in the bag will be safe. Mm -hmm. Right. You yep. know what I mean? So, that's great. Also, too, um, what's the story behind the oatmeal bag? Mm -hmm. That's a special so, edition, right? Yeah, yeah. So, the oatmeal bag. Fire. Right. Yeah. Two bags that's my favorite. That and it's the green one, right? Do you have a green one? We we did a like a friends and family test run. My green backpack is uh, it's actually green's my favorite color. And that's the one that's in the back, the oatmeal one. You talk. This is the green. This one right here. Yeah, that green one, and then your oatmeal. Yeah. What's oh, the okay. stories? What's the stories about uh behind both of those? So this is the oatmeal one right here. This is yeah, fire. That's what mm -hmm. I said. I was like. <laughs> so the uh so all right let me tell me i'm this this can get long-winded so let me try to figure out how i can <laughs> shorten this up so for the oatmeal backpack we actually me and uh my best friend oh let me shout out my team too lenedra baker um james pie uh charles brown obviously Dion taylor uh omar joseph stevie stevie johnson um, that's pretty much the team of people that I kind of pick and pull from mm -hmm. um, in different aspects. So Charles Brown, Chuck, that's my best friend since the fifth grade, right? He's the first person to say, to put the idea in my head. And it was just on a random trip to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he was like, yo, we're going to be out there for about four or five days. What shoes are you taking? I'm like, shit. That's a big question. Right. Yeah, it is, right? Days, right, you know, and... Um, you got two that you need to be everyday life. And we were walking everywhere, MLK, Memorial, the whole nine, right? So I need walking shoes. I need shoes for party, right? And then you need maybe a pair of hard bottoms just because we didn't know what to expect going to clubs here from the Bay Area. 
Like right. school clubs, you couldn't get in if you were a dude unless you had on some hard bottoms. Right. Um, I'm glad that they were over. By the way, I hated that shit. <laughs> oh, excuse my language. I hated that. Um, oh, no, it's fine. Okay. Why not cut? Yeah. So, you know, I was like, I probably take about four or five pairs. I wear a size 13. He's like, so how are you going to pack all those shoes? I know you're not going to put them in your luggage piece and check them because the most important thing I travel with is my tennis shoes because a lot of the shoes that I've purchased, I can't get for the same price and they're sold out because they appreciate with value. So if you lose your shoes, you're not going to get fair value from it. I got to go pay three times what I got them for initially, right? Right, like so, uh, you grab a few outfits if, you know, whatever, yo, suitcase mm-hmm. is gone, you can go grab you some clothes with your shoes. Right, yep. <laughs> yeah. So that that's where it kind of first started. So, uh, I just put everything in a duffel bag for that trip. But when we got back, I did some research and tried to look around and say, to see, um, you know, what product can be able to fit me. I felt was, you know, stylish enough for me to want to rock with. Mm-hmm. I didn't find anything. So I'm like, okay, well, if I can't find anything, and I'm like one of those people who look like I, I look for everything online, right? Like, say, if it's a pair of shoes I'm thinking about buying, I'll be online looking for sales and coupons and shit for an hour. <laughs> I do, like, really, really, like... Thorough searches online, so I couldn't find anything that I felt, um, you know, made sense and it's fit me. Um, so mm-hmm. from that point, I'm like, well, there must be a market for it, right? Okay, so if there's a market for it, then how do you go on? How do you go about doing it? And then from there, if you push forward to about a year and a half later, we got our very first prototype, and uh, that's pretty much how we got to the product for the green backpack. That was my very first prototype, like 85% prototype. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was dope, so I got enough to be able to, to, to sell to some people just to get their feedback from it, and obviously they all loved it. Right. Um, so that's how the green backpack came about. This was this was a while ago now. So the oatmeal backpack, same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're looking to close a deal um, with a very influential basketball player, and uh, it's not done yet, so I don't want to put too much of it out there. But the uh, the oatmeal backpack was supposed to be a denim backpack at first. Mm-hmm. Oh, to be okay. denim. And we were going to do this campaign. We can distress it yourself. And so we got the denim sample in, like the prototype. And the, the, the material was, it, it wasn't, it felt kind of like cheap. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put a product out there that feels cheap. And I'm going to tell people to go to stress it down. And then when they distress it down, it starts to like tear up. Yeah, that's a bad right. product for everybody. Right. So, yeah. and at the same time, uh, Chinese New Year is something major. So factories start to shut down early. And the mm. fact that I go through, I, I get my bags uh, manufactured in China. Um, they were getting ready to, to take our last order and then pretty much stop production for the year. So <laughs> I'm not lying to y'all. I was downstairs and, and me and Chuck were looking at, our, looking at the, uh, the denim backpack. And uh, we were like, man, this material is something I want to go into production with. Like it's going to, it's going to look good when you get it. But once you take it through the, the rigors, and it's going to start to wither. It's going to start to fall apart. Right. The denim isn't good enough. Right. So that same night, I actually emailed uh, my chain manager in China, and I said, look, y'all going to hate me for this, <laughs> but you got to stop production on the denim backpack. Like, stop. Wherever you guys are, just stop. And then I was like, we're doing a test with the denim right now, and it's not going to hold up to it. And I'm not going to place the full order to even – um to bring to the states to be able to sell because people are going to get the bag and it's going to you're going to complain about it that's going to be bad for everybody so within that same night uh me and chuck were like okay 
we're ready. We were ready for that response to say yes or no. So we started like doing research on other types of colorways and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, it, it's hard because I have a black backpack already. I have a red backpack already, right? Olive green, I want to do something special with later on down the line. So we weren't ready for that as right now. So we were like, what colors can we utilize? So we like, let's do a two-tone bag with an accent color. So that's why the oatmeal, like the, the front panel is oatmeal color. The sides are like charcoal gray. Um, and the interior is orange, right? So within like a three or four hour turnaround time, we came up with this colorway and then we couldn't even get a sample for it because we were so pushed behind. We just had to say, okay, like, uh, wow. gotta go off faith, right? Right, step have, out there. Like, yes. Right. So these are like, I'm sure you guys might know, like swatches, things like these. Yes. Mm -hmm. Color panels. So we have, I have like thousands of these around this house. We were just taking swatches and matching them up, like full, like four hours, right? Uh, and that's how we came up with the idea. And I just had to trust God to say, yo, this bag should be able to be a success when I was supposed to look. And uh, luckily it came out and it's like by far uh, like the most popular, the pre-sale did the best from the black and the red. And also I can say uh, just because it's, I, I have had more time with this one. So we have a bigger following now than we had back when I dropped the black or the red. So that's probably why it's, right. Um, it's being more, it's being well received the way it is. And, uh, and, um, the reason why it's like limited edition is because we didn't order as many mm. and there's, there's, there's different features on this bag from the other ones. Like, uh, there's other pockets. There's a, there's a luggage strap on the back. So, you know, people go through like, um, airports and they can attach, uh, their backpack or the duffel bag to like a luggage piece, a roller bag. This bag actually mm -hmm. has the exact same feature. So. That's why it's more limited edition, and um, and yeah, it, it's it worked. Uh, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> yes, set out on faith, and yeah. just having that vision, and one like also having that team mm -hmm. behind you that's gonna motivate you and like push you and be like, you know what, that's a good idea. Put it out there, and let's see where it goes. Right. You know, have yeah. You always need a. Mm-hmm. Always need a good team. Question for you also too. So, uh now that more eyes are on you um the oatmeal bag is being well received by many many people um where do you see stable goods um fitting in with the community now that you're like in a different place than you were like when we met two years ago i think it, it's gonna fit in well uh um and my ideas i feel like are right on target with things i've I used to be a part of when I was, when I was younger, uh, mm -hmm. growing up in Richmond, I played for Richmond Powell. Uh, and then, you know, it was a traveling team. So we traveled all across the Bay area, sometimes Southern California to play other teams. Mm -hmm. um, but I always felt like there were other companies that would help raise money for the travel, right. For the kids, for the youth. Um, so what I want to, what I plan to do, um, around the holiday season this year is to do something with Richmond Powell to where we take purchases from whatever items that, uh, I'm sorry, we take proceeds from whatever item we plan to launch around that time. And then we do like food drives and giveaways and we do specific things like uh, um, help, 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 excuse me, basketball tournaments. Uh, one of my close friends, Darren, actually does basketball tournaments um, so we can be able to, to provide jerseys and things like that. Um, and as we continue to grow and get bigger, that's going to be, you know, every single product that we that we plan to release, we're going to give proceeds back to cities in need, right? Um, 
And I'm like, let's definitely partner after this and connect um, because I work with a nonprofit organization in Oakland and they have a sports um, like sector. So that's amazing. Right. Be able to partner with you. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's actually dope too. So we should talk because I have a conversation. We're we're, we're on a conference call with the, with the very influential NBA player um, on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. This is, that's going to be the first part of what we plan to do. So uh, like timing is everything. (laughs) Right. Like seriously, this is the perfect time. So it is. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, and um, also, uh, I'm, you guys are familiar with like what Black Wall Street was, right? Back in Oklahoma City. Yes. Oklahoma, excuse me. So uh, before everything kind of went bad, uh, they were doing so many dope things, right? Like the Black yes. Dollar was figuring itself out. Um, and as you know, I did a, a thing, Snell, you came, I had a store I did for the holiday season um, in 2009, yes. uh, in December 2009. So that exact same mall, they want to put me in a different space um, on the main strip of the mall and keep a longer, like have a long-term space there. And what I'm going to be doing in my space is I'm going to like, I'm going to sublease out like a table or sublease out like a wall space for a reseller for tennis shoes or for like a clothing brand. I feel like meat uh, works, sorry, it, it works well with the product that we're going to be selling. Mm-hmm. Um, like urban abstract look mixed in with like luxury goods with the touch of sport you know what I mean but yes. we big on like up and coming artists up and coming designers and just have them be able to sell their product directly in our store and hopefully that can be and we're going to be in the Pleasanton Mall which is in one of the higher paid demographics within the Bay Area yeah. um, and I want to be able to let that be the first thank you be the first thing we can do to be able to start to build out and let people who don't have the like the know-how because I didn't know how to do it at the beginning, uh, how to be in the store and how to check your orders and how to be able to market through a place with like ongoing traffic to where they can build up enough money to open up their own store or their own boutique or things like that. So that's the other part I want to do for the community as well: show people how to get it done throughout mm-hmm. the store and then let it grow. Yeah. So th- I'm glad that you brought that up because I was going to ask you what does um, now that you have your your feet wet um, and moving forward. How how can you I don't know share the information and and your success and maybe pull someone else up with you. Right. Um, I, I, first thing I would do um, I'm I wouldn't. Oh, everybody has a different term of success, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I I feel like us as human beings, especially being black. Hmm. We got everything we need to be able to be dope. It's just the work ethic behind it needs to be shown the correct way, right? That's just the only thing that kind of separates us. The creativity is already there. Right. Um, so the one thing yeah. I would tell anybody is that I wouldn't say look at success because I don't deem myself being successful yet just because I know where I want to be at, you mm-hmm. know, in the next year to two years or three years, right? I mean, But you are, and it's just continuing to grow. Right. Like, you are, yeah. Still there. Um, so I would just say, man, whatever you do, do that with like love and passion, right? Don't mm-hmm. think about the money. Don't think about mm-hmm. the, the, you know, what you can get out of it. Just think about staying in your own lane and think about how you can grow within yourself. Because if you do something just based off of love, it doesn't feel like work. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like work at all. Like, it's that grind, you know, like right. people 
Mm-hmm. Stop falling in love with the grind and the passion behind your vision. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that you shared that with us because right. even just hearing the different things and how mm-hmm. you're, you know, giving back to the community, community that matters because youth are looking at this, you know, young adults are looking at this, even older people are looking at this and like hearing how if I got this vision, I could reach out to you and say like, okay, I got this clothing line. I see you got this store. Can I learn from you? Can you be my mentor? Um, right. That's important. So. Right. right. But I can tell you, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to mentor somebody who doesn't really love what they do. It's just impossible. Yeah. When it, when it gets tough and when it gets hard, it just starts to feel like work, right? And that's the only mm-hmm. Starting your own, running your own business, right? Being honest, you know, you get tested in so many different ways. Like it's, mm-hmm. It's a trip, and people. If you if you listen to anybody influential from like Jay Z to Puff to anybody, right? right? They all say like you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna really, really get tested, and you not. And that's when it's gonna be the most important part for you to want to stay through it, and that's the hardest part for people to be able to get through because they just can't get through it because they don't love what they do. You know what I mean? So it's Have just. You- it, when you love it, it's easier to kind of, it's easier for me to get up out of that and get to the next phase, right? No. right. Have you, uh, do you mind sharing one of the moments that you felt that you were being very, I guess, you know, extremely tested to see if you, you know, have the knack to go to the next level? Right. Shit, I got all types of those. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Give us one or two, you know, so, um, yeah. you know, so especially us, you know, like you said, this is our podcast and we have a vision and we're trying to just constantly connect and grow and, um, you know, just receive any information, especially great information um, from right. people such as yourself. So right. let us have it. So, so the first, the first time I, I really got tested is because I didn't go to school for any of this, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't go to school for it. So the hard part for me is the business side of it. Right, because I didn't know it. You can be taught that, which is, and, and for me, the easier portion. I mean, the the harder, the, the easier part of the hard part. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything up front was all creativity. It was sketches. It was materials. It was like fun. It was so much fun just creating a product, creating a product, creating a product. Um, but the business part of it, how to sell it, how to how to make sure it makes sense, how to make sure you set up your accounts to where. You know the cash that you're receiving for each purchase goes into an account that's not coming into your wallet because okay. it's easy to spend the money once you get it. it's like getting cash and putting it in your pocket right yeah. over over two weeks for me if i say if i have like five hundred dollars that money gonna be gone right <laughs> so right. learning how to set those things up right is what you want to be able to do and that was hard for me at first uh and i think just because i didn't know how to set things up so um that was really, really difficult because when people start to really get eyes on it, right? You say, okay, now how do I scale up? Um, how can I make the product be in front of more people? And we have amazing platforms like Instagram where you can be able to pay for po- I mean, pay for uh for advertisement, you know, set the demographic to where who you want to see, you know. Um, but that shit gets expensive, right? Yeah. You have a funnel to where you think it's the, the funnel of 10, 10% funnel, right? So say if you have a thousand followers on Instagram, right? Out of that thousand followers, a hundred people will probably see and react towards your product. Out of that hundred, then you got to go 10 people to probably turn around and purchase that product, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at that, okay, so how do I make 
my thousand followers go to five thousand, go to ten thousand, go to twenty thousand. Then you can maximize upon that funnel to be so all that stuff I didn't know. So um actually that was the hardest part for me because for a while with the red backpack, especially, even though people were buying, they loved it. I didn't do any like uh any pop-up events. I was all online, but I had like, I don't know, five hundred followers. <laughs> so once I got to a certain mm -hmm. amount of like back the back selling online um i was like damn man like nobody's really adapting to the product but everybody seems to love it right so uh mm -hmm. that was a hard part for me um starting off uh but then i, I was able to turn it around because i started just to go to like festivals and i started to go to trade shows and and um and like a benchmarking you know, vendor right. right and that's why i do all that's why i do most of my selling um, even okay. to this day, I, 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 if you look at my numbers to where when I'm at a physical location and, or if I'm looking at what I'm doing online, like it's, it's a blowout, like the physical location blows it out every single time. So, mm -hmm. so that's a difficult part of now you look at where we are now, right? Um, in this pandemic, uh, I put in a lot of time and a lot of work and this was, this is a major, this was a major test because like I said, storefront, um, new product we're getting ready to release, uh, smaller products getting ready for the summertime, day parties, traveling, all that shit came to a stop right. because of this pandemic. You know what I mean? Like I can't even get a sample because of factories being shut down and I can't do a photo shoot because nobody, the rule of six feet, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. this is another portion, nobody was able to, oh yeah, I mean, well, we had a chance to predict it with, that's a different story, but, but you know, I couldn't have, I couldn't have done nothing about this until what we've been shut down for about four weeks now. So mm -hmm. now it's like, okay, the challenge is how do you pick yourself up and just stay motivated to get ready for when this thing, when we're like pretty much unquarantined, we can get back into the, back into the, uh, the mix of our regular lives. So this was a, this is another like good portion. I mean, a good example of what I mean by a test. So. Mm -hmm. So going into kind of like living in your dash and for, and just to reiterate, it's it's what you're doing in your now time before it's time for you to go and cross over. Um, what was that aha moment for you where you were kind of like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. This where, where did you get that clarity from? Like, this was my this is my calling. I'm going to make sure that I am in line with this mentor, that I am doing this and this to set myself up for success. What that look like for you? Um, uh, well, my. I think that I've had I have a ton of ideas that I've always wanted to do. And uh, one of my close uh, friends, her name is Michelle. She's actually she's a barber. And she's been running her own, she's been running her own barbershop now for 10 years. But before that, I went to high school where she used to cut out of her garage. And uh, I was going back and forth with her. And then she was like, man, you have 20 ideas you want to do, man. And she was like, that's all fine and dandy, but you have to focus in on one. Mm -hmm. So focusing in on one of the ideas was, I think, me having to choose the backpack, right, the, 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 the company stable. Mm -hmm. as being that first thing i think that was the first part the first the first time i was like, okay well this is going to be exactly what, what it's supposed to be this is my calling mm -hmm. and when i first got everything going i was working for a tech company um in the city in san francisco and uh they the the way some companies are structured is once they kind of go public the ceo has a specific amount of time to be there until he mm -hmm. can actually leave so after he leaves 
you know, the structure changes, right? So my position in the company, which they created around me, it got, uh, I guess they said it got dissolved, right? So I got laid off. And during me getting laid off, I was like, man, you know what I mean? Like, I got this company going, I got a family, I got this, I got that. And that's where I was pretty much pulling my money to fund everything else. So when that happened, I'm not going to lie to y'all, maybe like a day later, two days later, somewhere in that, I got an email from a trade show called Agenda. Mm -hmm. And Agenda is, um, they do it um, in, one is in LA and the other one is in Las Vegas. And they do it around Las Vegas Fashion Week. That's the one I went to. Mm -hmm. You have to get invited to be a part of it. And then uh, that allowed me to be in a whole different space at a major trade show. Um, and I guess that was my, my, I guess my, my real sign of saying, yo, everything is going to be okay. This is exactly where you need to be at because you lost something that you were using a few of your company, which was taking time away from everything I was doing. Right. Um, but now I can be able to put that time towards everything else. And this showcases, you know, kind of like our coming out party. And that's when the bag really started to get picked up. Like really. You know what I mean? Doors opened up. So even though you might have didn't understand at that time what was happening mm -hmm. or why it was happening, um, mm -hmm. you needed that shift. So yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 A lot of people, it's, it's hard, you know, for all of us to like walk out on faith. And it was like on this time, it forced you to. <laughs> like this is, it's now or never. So, right. mm -hmm. Sometimes that's how God works. He's like, well, you're not going to do it yourself. Let me uh, slam you. the door for oh, you. Oh, you see the vision. <laughs> I put it, I planted this vision for you. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and yeah. that's how it works. And, you, and I think about like all the times, like it, it's, I can tell anybody, man, like, again, do it with love because this shit gets hard. Right. Like, mm -hmm. Really, really hard. And there's been times where I have to figure out, man, I have to pay bills. I got to pay, you know, rent we gotta pay yeah take care we have to pay that's just regular life yeah and i would just you know have to just understand that god is going to meet you halfway i don't know what the halfway point is but i know what my effort can be right so mm -hmm. if, I'm pushing, if i'm going if i'm going if i'm going he'll make sure i'm okay mm -hmm. so again doing it with love there's no i'm not there's no time to be lazy yeah. you know what i mean right. because it's exactly. It's, it's a job. I mean, it's not a job. It's, it's, it's something I, I want to be able to do. Mm -hmm. And just because of that, I've been able to get myself out of like, you know, sticky situations and financially, um, just based off the fact of, you know, me chasing him with love and me saying, I know that God got me. Let me just make sure I can meet him where I got to meet him. And he'll just get me to that next, the next, the next, the next level. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Based on just, that. Go ahead, Tim. No, no, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, based on that, um, in your whole journey that you're currently on, um, and you mentioned that, you know, you are not at where you used to be, but, you know, you, I mean, you're not at where you want to be, but you're not at where you used to be. And that's just uplifting for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, that being said, do you have any advice? for someone that had 18,000 ideas or they just can't really figure it out. They don't have that clarity and they don't know what to do. Like, should I network? Should I find a mentor? You know, do you have any advice for those types of people? Right. Yeah. So I will say before you reach out to anybody else, you need to make sure that whatever you're putting out there, whether it's music, whether it's uh, a product, a, you know, a backpack, a t-shirt, um, make sure that, that your idea is, put together the correct way. 
right? Think about you going into a place to meet with somebody, and you got one shot, right? right. One shot. All that prep work got to be done first, right? Mm -hmm. All of it. Like, so for me, I was at 85%. I went through at least seven different prototypes over a year and a half before I came up with the green backpack. Nice. Mm -hmm. so that's, the, that's the time I put in leading up to showing it to somebody else to get their feedback on, right? Because mm -hmm. it wasn't ready. So I would say, you got to be ready. If, you, if you're not going to put the time in to be ready, then you're going to go in there halfway. If you go in there halfway and somebody be like, well, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, 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 it's easier to take on, like, crit take criticism the wrong way. If right. You, if, you, if you don't believe in what you have. So I would say, make sure that you know, end of the day, man, I got something that's dope, right? Yep. And hopefully it can speak for itself. And even if it can't, the, the passion behind the time and the effort I put into it would help bring it to where it needs to be, right? And then after the passion, I mean, with, with those two things, it's like you have like a security blanket on. So somebody might give you a negative look or somebody might pause before they react to what it is, right? Or they might not tell you what you want to be able to hear, but you already know that you're prepared for it and they might just not be the best fit. What can go wrong in that is like, damn, this guy told me that he didn't like it or she told me that she thought it was too big or the shirt might have been too thin or it was too thick or they couldn't see themselves wearing it. If you don't have full confidence in your product and that confidence is built over you working, right? Working, like mm -hmm. I play basketball. So for me, basketballs have supreme confidence in themselves. So they don't really care what teach them because they know they're nice. That goes the same way with anybody else if they're passionate about something, right? So that would be my number one thing of advice, man. Make sure all your stuff is done for your product. So when you take it to somebody, you, you want to blow them away. And even if you don't blow them away, even if they give you some type of like negative remark that you might take the wrong uh, remark, you might take the wrong way. That confidence is what's going to keep you like, okay, that's you get that off my shoulder. It's not a good fit for them because I know my shit's gonna win regardless. Right. Right. It's like you have to have that confidence. <laughs> that that 40 year old rapper trying to still get on has like yeah. it's still you got to keep it going you got to yeah, yeah. know you know your demographic is that rapper is a great analogy know your demographic have a plan who do you want to go after if you're trying to sell something mm -hmm. like who is your targeted demographic like who are you going after why are you going after them how much money is made within that within that business that industry annually right so now it just gives you numbers. So just talk to talk about the backpacks. Like my backpack fits in four different 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 demographics, right? It's functional, style, athletic, and it's luxury. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was like, okay, let me see how what I will look at companies like Nike mm -hmm. and Supreme and mm -hmm. something else like say Champion, right? Mm -hmm. And let's see what their accessories, their travel bags do annually. Take right. that number. Okay, now I can put my bag up against Coach, against Toomey, right? Okay. And let's see what they do on the travel side, right? right. Okay, let's look at Gucci. Let's see what they do on like right. the bottom scale, right? And I take all these different numbers and demographics. I'm like, shit, we fit in all these different things. For me, I knew what I was going into when I talked to somebody about the product. Right. So I'm already hitting them. Mm -hmm. Like, look, we hit four different different demographics. This one does $300 million a year annually. We tap 10% of that project, projection, we are at $3 million a year, right? You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah. that's just pretty and much. Yeah. yeah. You found all that out without mm -hmm. going to 
people. That is just so empowering for so many people because they always feel like they hit a wall if they're not in school or what have you. So to know that you figured all that out and you know that you need to have your data and have your um, ducks in a row like that, I think that's extremely inspiring. Yeah. It's just about building up that confidence. You want to know exactly what you're going into. And like you said, we talked about for a rapper, like if you're a 40 year old rapper, right? You got to know who you rapping to. Right. Right. Like you have life experiences that a 20 year old or a 17 year old ain't even going to care for. They don't really care about what you did when you were 17 because that shit was what 20 23 years ago my magic whatever yeah 23 years ago whatever so um uh but but you can talk to 35 year olds and 32 year olds about what they're going to be expecting and then 40 year olds about what you're doing right now right, right. and then right. That's, that's that's your targeted demographic you know what i mean yeah. like you said, just believing in your vision because you know what it is and like doing that prep work behind it so that you can fully advocate for you know like what you're mm-hmm. doing so right yeah that's it that that, that that just gives you the supreme confidence right in yourself, right yes. like you know and then naturally i'm an aries so i naturally get defensive but i know how to check <laughs> i know how to check myself too i can yeah. check myself too right so um you need to get the you, like it's passion right it's passion. Mm-hmm. you think like who think about the people who i guess are looked at as being like like leaders of our generation right mm-hmm. like the jay-z like that's one of my favorite people you know what i mean like puff. jay-z don't really like puff perfect example you think about puff when he was younger nigga, puff with you couldn't tell puff nothing right <laughs> puff used to flip out take his shirts off and meetings on the table jump out the work ethic. right and puff is we don't i mean he's labeled as being a billionaire right now even if he's yeah. not still like that ain't come from just like being insecure about your product, right? Right. right. Not, Puff doesn't have insecurities because we all do, but he knew that his product, what he's putting out there, was gonna was going to pop. Yeah. And people didn't yeah. believe in Craig Mac, they didn't believe in Tori's B.I.G. at first. They didn't get right. Yeah. Puff was yeah. like, nah, come with me, we're gonna make it work. So I mean, it's simply that's as simple as that. Break it down to understanding who you look at who you look up to, what they did to get started. Because not that many people just got thrown into the fire and just been successful for right. 10, 10, five years, right? there, like, here they gone tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and that's another point, too. Another part of it, longevity, mm-hmm. you know, uh, is a real important piece because, a lot, like you just said, you're like, oh, what happened to so-and-so? Like, you know, they were all over the internet stores everywhere and then now they're just nowhere to be found so you know um how, what is your plan in regards to staying around to really having your stamp especially since um this series is about you know living in your dash mm-hmm. how do you plan to to sustain the um your brand well i think that i picked the perfect uh uh, a line to go after which is travel goods yeah. so uh, uh, one thing that we're doing is we're not that <laughs> makes uh, makes it easier for the company that allows you to uh, to compartment your personal goods when travel. so each product that we uh, options that from the mid to the large size items, right? Mid-size meaning duffel bag, 
backpack, smaller backpack, large size meaning um oh. Oh, sorry. I don't know what just happened. Nope, we all good. We can hear you. Yep. <laughs> um, for, for, for us, you know, traveling isn't going anywhere. Right. Um, uh, and then you look at other companies that have done well over the course of time. They aren't going anywhere as well. Right. Like, right, you want to continue to do that. And, and that's what I plan to do as well, continue to make travel goods. Um, like I said, I, I, the, the, the best part about our product is I've been blessed to be able to catch the eye of influential people. So mm-hmm. you have the ability to make like limited edition products that will be, you know, that can be purchased um, in small run, you know, like say, for example, tennis shoes, right? Like you can buy a pair of George whenever you want to, but when Jordan does a collaboration with like Travis Scott or Virgil Abloh, right? That shit sells like that, right? Yeah. And, and you bring it back out just to keep, keep the pulse going, right? And I speak directly to you know, the urban culture. And as you know, like we are the urban culture, us being African-Americans, we are picked and pulled and borrowed from more than anybody else. So, you know, that's exactly who I deal with. Um, so those are the plans to stay along for, for a good amount of time. And then, uh, you know, working with like professional teams, licensing deals, traveling companies, um, those also are the things we're looking forward to to kind of stay around for a good amount of time. And then uh, creativity, right? And confidence. You know, I want to build something where, you know, we're looked at as being one of the biggest, luggest companies on the planet. You know, so that just comes with creativity, hard work, and hustle. You know, that's how we get there. Yeah. You will. Yes. You will. For sure, for sure. Like, I can already see it. I can envision your vision in my mind. (laughs) Right. I'm like, going through the airport, so, yes. Right. It is dope because... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, and the biggest, like, kind of sewers of bags, backpacks, fanny packs are women. Right. So creating that line, like, women have, you. I mean, you guys, compared to me, I might have three or four backpacks, right? Why has she got six, seven backpacks? That's like, right. Know, different purse for different. So, um, that's also where we want to be able to close the gap for too. We have unisex style products. It's not just made for one, you know, uh, for a man it's, or for a woman. It's unisex. So everybody can feel like they can adapt to the product. And you're starting to see that with our new, we like our photo shoots we've done at the, um, from this year are incorporating more women wearing the product because they're some of the main people that buy the products when I'm at a pop-up. You know what I mean? I have... Um one last question so what is the first thing that you guys will do once rona leaves us be um i am since i have a i think everybody's going to be excited to travel i think traveling is going to be the first thing people are going to want to get up and go do so we're gearing up to to do a campaign if all goes the correct way with uh influential um, NBA, uh, ba- a basketball player. And we're going to do a huge online campaign with what we have now because we can't do a photo shoot or a video shoot just because you can't have that many people in one space. Um, right. And we're going to let that launch to kick off, you know, uh, getting ready to travel. And then right after that, we're, we're going to take over that space and I'm all I was telling you guys about and having a storefront that's going to last 
at least a 12 month. We're going to do a 12 month lease at least. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be dope. The yeah. other part where you were on in Stone Ridge, um, they're shifting you to another another side. Right. Yeah. So in Stone Ridge, if you uh, upstairs, you know we're upstairs next to Nordstrom. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like because we were like off from the main yeah. strip of the mall. So right. um, now we're gonna be in the main strip of the mall. Uh, if you're like, say, if you're like, the Apple Store is considered center court. So say if you're walking out of the Apple Store and then you go to the right, um. We're gonna be down to the right on the that that south end of the mall downstairs, right across from uh Champ Sports and okay. uh club. Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. 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 Well, we sure do appreciate you joining us on this fine Saturday via Zoom. Um, if you want, we would love to see your bags one more time and let the people know how they can reach you and how they can um tap in. Mm -hmm. Oh, so uh, the website is stable, S-T-A-B-L-E, packs, P-A-C-K-S dot com. Um, three different backpacks. I have actually one of them right here. That's the one I showed you guys earlier. The green one. The green one. Oh, no, like the green one is he's going to bring out later. Oh, I'm so ready for that one. This one is fire. Me too. Oh, yeah, it is. Right. Uh, laptop department on the side. Yeah. Laptop, tablet, and I'll put back here. The luggage strap is right here, like I was telling you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, rainbow zipper to get to the interior. Mm. Yeah. And there's a mask that keeps everything in place. So if you are traveling with electronics or things, you don't want to have shipped around those same place. If it is tennis shoes, it's a mesh. I'm not sure if you guys can see right. that. So it's three mm -hmm. And on the inside, you have your compartments. Yeah. Oh. And they're retracting. We can move them around. Oh, okay. Yeah. For all my camera people, that is perfect. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's that's the the product we have out now, and um, it's doing really really well. So, and we also have black and we have red also. I just don't have those upstairs with me. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. We we yeah. sending people to your website, so we're gonna make sure right. we all these links below. <laughs> And then right. for themselves, make sure y'all add some stuff to the cart. <laughs> Absolutely. Indeed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure um, chatting with you. And we're going to definitely keep you connected. All of our viewers, you know how to reach us, Surviving Adulthood Podcast. Stay tuned. Stay connected. The links will be in the description. All right. Bye. Oh, thank y'all. Everybody stay safe. Yes. Yes. You too. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.